Welcome back, friends, to the Rift Enlightenment Within the Divide. I'm your host, Sam Denning. Joining me again this week is Tony Patrick. Uh, you guys know uh, last time we were talking about the uh, future of the state. This time we'd like to talk a little bit about the presidential debate, the third presidential debate. Well, technically the second presidential debate, uh, but we'll call it the third presidential debate. And uh, we're also going to talk about current events and things uh, going on around the world and in the country up till uh, present. So I uh, hope you enjoy the conversation. Hey, Tony, welcome back. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem, man. Uh, thought I'd give you another go around. Plus, I told our listeners that I'd have you join me back. So, um, you and I have already had a, several conversations just within the last day about the presidential debate between President Trump and uh, former Vice President Joe Biden. And I said that I thought Trump did significantly better as far as his uh, demeanor and his character. And he just, and I, you know, maybe it was Mike, Mike, Mike muting. That's hard to say. Um, but I think he, he actually did try to act more uh, presidential to put it lightly. And uh, I thought that worked, but you had some things that you were wanting to uh, tell me uh, that, you thought he could have done better on, and I disagreed a little bit, but I, I don't necessarily disagree that he couldn't have done better, but that I, I kind of disagreed that it even mattered. So, you know, let's talk about that a little bit. Oh, okay. Um, first of all, I think that during the first part of the debate, he uh, did a fantastic job. There's some issues that have come up since uh, the last debate and are um, starting to get into the news cycle. Um even though that there are some outlets that are not um, reporting on the latest information. And uh, right before the debate, uh, we had uh, someone come out and confirm that the uh, um, emails on uh, uh, Joe Biden's son's computer are authentic. What's his name? Hunter? uh, Yes, his name is Hunter. And uh, um, he had a uh, business partner. I think his name is Tony uh, Bolinsky or I think it's Tony Bobolinsky. Bobolinsky. Okay. And, uh, it was very interesting. I was, I was anxious to see where the debate was going to go, um, with this new, uh, revelations. Um, and, uh, Trump, um, he, uh, I think he hit it out of the ballpark. Uh, the first part of the debate, I think he did a fantastic job. Uh, I think yeah, he, didn't he seem presidential to you? Absolutely. Because that's a lot of people, uh, actually, that's a lot of people that aren't going to vote for him. That's one of their biggest beefs. It's not even really substantive or policy. It's just that he's not presidential. Um, He he had his moments. Um, You know, I I think that uh, during the end of the the debate, um, he uh, messed up in a few areas. Uh, One was with the environment. He had a perfect opportunity to... uh, talk about the environment and uh, how a strong economy actually helps um, companies innovate and uh, become better at what they do, uh, whether they recycle the uh, byproducts of the industrial processes. 
Um, he, he, I think he failed there. Um, uh, wealthier nations do better and find better ways uh, to, um, to make a profit. Uh, that's their job. And also, um, uh, in, in making a profit, uh, there's other areas that are concerned for businesses uh, um, related to the debate and the environment. Um, uh, customers uh, that are told that a company does a good job um, recycling the byproducts of uh, the industry or, or um, um, have a, a neutral uh, environmental impact, uh, those uh, companies are uh, going to be looked at by the customer and say, Hey, I, uh, and I, I like the fact that this co- company versus the other company is telling me that they're doing things to make our world better. And yeah, it's a very good sales pitch. I mean, it makes people, the, the consumer makes them feel more part of it if they're buying something that can be said is uh, done this way. So, I mean, it, it only does, it only benefits their business. Well, where we have uh, success in our economy and um, a high standard of living, um, life is better there than in a place where that does not happen. Um, an example would be um, that I heard, on a uh, or th- there was a Bernie Sanders um, meme or uh, or a post on Facebook that said that the uh, um, single woman um, uh, that um, uses food stamps is the problem, and this was a post on a uh, Bernie Sanders site. Um, and yet Bernie Sanders wants to. Uh, inhibit businesses from growing and expanding and our economy to grow and expand and a world where we don't have um, a a vibrant economy is not a place where I would want to live, meaning that they probably do not have food stamps there. Exactly. And um, uh it, it's fortunate that uh, we live in a world that there are protections for uh, the poor, and um, to 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 say in one breath that uh, you want to tax people into oblivion or to um, make it more difficult for business to occur, and then blame that same person that. Um, you're making it harder for them to do their business for someone else's um, shortcomings in life is not a very good intellectual argument. So I understand, you know, what you're saying, and I I do um, think he could have done better on that particular topic with the environment. Um, And this is kind of going back to what you said before, but I kind of view it a lot differently. Like he may have scored a vote or two, but I, I think that it was the most important thing for him in that debate to exhibit that he was presidential, you know, and could control himself. And that issues about the environment and other issues um, 
aren't going to really win them any meaningful votes, especially in the Rust Belt states. So I, you know, I agree that like maybe he could have done better on those topics and nailed it down a little bit more, but I don't think even if he did, it would have swung a vote his way. Oh, his, his strength was, um, uh, talking about, uh, industry that, um, a lot of people rely on and the supporting industries around those industries, uh, uh more, more specifically the, uh, oil and gas industry. Um, he was brilliant on that. And he, uh, pointed out two states that um, may lean one way or the other that your economies are going to implode if you have Joe Biden in office. He was absolutely brilliant in pointing out which yep, state. And, yep. And back to the environment thing, too. I, I mentioned this to you before we even began to talk, but uh, the – President Trump in the first debate, which was hard, honestly, hard for anybody to really listen to because it was so crazy. But he, you know, and this is an environmental sort of thing where people. That that debate was a cluster. Yeah, it it was hard. I don't care where you lean or whatever. I mean, anybody that was watching that, if they got any sort of substance out of it from either one of them, because it was such a random just. Chris Wallace was overly biased and yeah, well, I, you, I don't even do want to get that, into, I don't want to get into that, how he was. I just want to say like, well, there was a contrast between I got, this I, woman. I, I really a, thought that oh, she, she did, did a, great. A In this debate, job. I think she did. She did good. Not just, not just because I think Trump won. I think, I think it that's was why there was a, a lot more on. Yeah. But so like what my whole point with this was that I, somehow out through the chaos of that debate remembered this one line which i told you and this is it was an environmental thing and 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 vice president biden called out president trump and said you know you've you've eliminated these um my uh mpg mile per gallon guidelines or regulations where certain you know the country all auto companies had to have certain best mile per per gallon or worst mile per gallon averages on all their vehicles by a certain dates. Right. And then Trump turned around and he tried to explain it, but it's something that you have to think about, but he tried to explain it to the American American people. What our government was doing was trying to set their own regulations on how private businesses should be running. Obviously they're going to do the best they can and make the most money. But our government was stepping in and telling them you have to do this. Well, in order to do something like that, you have to almost leapfrog over society in in everything. And one of the number one things is you leapfrog over them in keeping up with inflation and costs. It, it, it costs way more to try to get your car from being 20 miles per gallon to being 30 in 10 years than it would normally if things just happen naturally. You follow me, Tony? Correct. Innovation. Yeah. Innovation is what we call that. Well, Trump tried to explain to people, if I eliminate these and let things ha- innovation and, you know, better fuel mileage in all cars happen naturally, then it would be more affordable for the common person. And then all of these cars that people are still driving around from the 80s and 90s that are getting horrible gas mileage because it's on the front end of innovation, they'd actually be able to buy them and trade them out and they would get off the streets. So what's going to do... Then we would have a cleaner environment by doing so. Exactly. So what's going to make that happen quicker? Government regulation making these cars cost so much that you can only buy one if you have a six-figure income 
and then everybody else is still stuck with their piece of shit from 1995 that's polluting the hell out of the air, or letting it happen naturally, and everybody has the choice, rich and poor. It's funny you say that. One, one of my And he uh, said friends, that, but it never got diluted. People never got that. One of my friends years ago uh, uh, was uh, a person that was very concerned about the environment. And uh, uh, the, the thing that I found absolutely hilarious, one time I was find, uh, following her across the uh, uh, Ohio Bridge. And um, she's this huge, gigantic environmentalist. I mean, she'd uh, kill herself to save the environment. That, that type of person. And I followed her, and her car was emitting so much smoke out the back <laughs> <laughs> that it would choke you, literally choke you. And um, uh, it, these people, uh, I, I wonder sometimes uh, if they have any sense at all. I mean, if, if you believe so much in the environment, well, get rid of your car that is putting out uh, at choking the people that are following you on the highways, um, which is, uh, it's hilarious. But anyway, just thought I, that would be the story there. Yeah. So, but my, you, you get my point. Like he tried to spell it out during that debate, a thing that, you know, his, his, his policy may not appear like the government cares about the environment, right? Because he's getting rid of these things but when you truly think about it he has the faith in these businesses and in the american people to let something like that happen naturally and therefore it would happen better because the economy's better more of these people have jobs the price is less for these cars so they're too so this is what's so critical is that these are these two this this one issue is indicative of two trains of thought one is let it happen. People and businesses, they do need some regulation, but we don't need to be running their business for them. We're the government. Correct. Yeah. We're not Ford Motors. We're, we're the United States of America. So let them do their business. And, you know, we might need, you know, we need to regulate some things. But the other ideology is we're the government. No one can make their own correct decision. Um, we let's start at the corporate level and work our way down to the individual. Well, I think people are missing uh, uh, a lot of the information. Um, for example, they tapped on um, uh, buildings that are, uh, need retrofitted, um, better insulation, better uh, insulated glass, um, all of these things. If, if you follow that uh, to the T uh, and you're, you, what the left wants to do is people that are on the left, if they were under uh, the rules or the laws or the regulations that they would pass, would be uh, affected by some of these rules. And I'll give you an example. Uh, if you own a home and it's not retrofitted or it doesn't have the thickness of glass in the windows that uh, the government tells you that that particular house needs or the the insulation in the attic or the roofing material is not uh, to their standards you the government wants you to be uh, held uh, prisoner to that house meaning that your house becomes absolutely it, it has no value 
because if it doesn't reach those standards, then you are not going to be able to sell it on the open market. And um, I would love to ask the, the uh, environmentalists that live, that lives in a house that their house does not reach those standards. How are they going to uh, retrofit their house and it be a little bit of money and um, it have the same value when they go to sell it? Because if you don't do that, it's going to have zero value because you're not going to find anyone that you can market it to. And the government is not going to allow a bank to loan on that particular house. Yeah. Solve that problem. Um, it's going to affect millions and millions of people who are going to vote for um, absolute lunacy. It makes, it's crazy. I would love to have a leftist here sitting beside us to tell us, you know, what's your solution when your house is going to be worth zero? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Do you, do you, I, don't, I don't know, you know, but... It, <laughs> Back back to the debate because I mean this this all can go get so deep, but you're totally right. Um, you know, I felt like there were times when I was listening to Joe Biden answer, and not to be super critical of Joe Biden, but he did it. He did perform pretty well, but there were times when he was talking that I just felt like it was in didn't make sense to me. Did that ever happen to you? Many times during the debate. Like he was talking uh, and it was almost just like rambling. Uh, flowery words. Um, I, I I think that uh, with no substance, um, it all sounded good, but those things are uh, of little merit or they have little value. And I think the American people see through that. Yeah, like um, the instance when Trump was mentioning to him about the Biden email scandal or I don't know, let's rename it probably the worst scandal in American history. But, um, they, Biden, you know, kind of refuted it and denied it. And then he went into looking straight at the camera and somehow flipped it around to somebody at your dinner table at home. is going to die, uh, because of this man. And then he pointed over to what he wanted people to see is Satan with flames coming out of his fingertips but it was president trump um and the light shone from him and people saw it because he looked directly back at vice president biden and said uh that is exactly what people that are watching this are tired of that was a typical politician response change of subject non-answer you know invoke people's emotions and beg them to vote for you. There, there were and many it, moments. Yeah. Well, and then he said, he said, and Trump turned around just real quick. Trump, Trump said, I am not admitting to the American people. What, how many people watch this? 80 million admitting. I am not your typical politician. That's why I got elected. I'm going to tell you the truth. And then I'm going to throw a little bit more in here, but the truth hurts. The truth offends people. And anybody that would hear this or anybody, anybody, knows that in their heart that when someone's telling you the truth about an issue, it does offend you and it does hurt you. So, um, I would expect that out of somebody telling me the truth. And 
I just thought that moment was huge. Um, yeah, the, the American people don't buy that. Um, uh, they don't buy. Uh, it's hard to buy because it's phrase that insane. somehow uh, I can do better uh, than you can. Uh, the virus is the virus, and it's going to spread and do its thing. And just somehow, because there is a Democrat president, that 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 virus is going to behave in some other way. After the debate, uh, uh, Donna Brazil uh, was commenting on uh, the environment and said that Trump was uh, has done a poor job because we have hurricanes and fires in California. Um, if Hillary Clinton was in office at the at instead of Trump. The hurricanes that we had this year would have still happened. There's, it's to, it's disingenuous and it uh, insults the American people's. Um, it, it insults them. Um, it's not intellectually honest. Uh, that that hurricane um, did not know whether Trump was in office or, or. Uh, Clinton was in office. Uh, same with the virus, that somehow uh, he could have done a, a better job. Um, the last time that I uh, looked at, Biden doesn't have the word God after his name. Yeah, and, exactly. And these are only things that could be controlled by God. Yeah, very well said. So do you think that there was any other things specifically you wanted to talk about uh, with the debate, um, you know, some, uh, um, I, I, I think there's one other, uh, point of criticism, um, for Trump. Um, there was one point that, uh, disappointed me and, uh, for people that don't follow Trump and, and, uh, know how his thinking works, uh, what he says can sometimes be distorted. And, um, Biden and uh, Trump, they were talking about um, people coming over the border illegally. And um, they were talking about whether they show up to court or they do not show up to court. Biden made a ridiculous phrase uh, by saying that 100% of the people that come over the border, they show up for their court date. That That's an absolute lie. Right. And on the flip side, I think that um, maybe Trump's numbers may not be uh, uh, the truth right either. either. Yeah, he said ninety nine percent of them don't show up to court. <laughs> one and, saying a hundred percent, the other one saying one percent, and one percent does. And um, it was very disappointing for Trump. He he, he it was it was the the uh, the conversation was going over to uh, Biden to to make a comment and uh, Trump kind of. Uh, he says, I know I shouldn't say this, but uh, the people that uh, do show up for court are low IQ. Well, you and I know what that means. He's saying that uh, the people that don't show up for court are smart because they get to stay in the country. For the ones that do show up to the court, there's a percentage of them that get to stay. And then there's a percentage that gets sent back because if the court sees that they are uh, in violation of the law, they get sent back. Mm -hmm. the, the media, I'm sure, are having a blast with him saying that the ones that show up for court are low IQ. 
Oh, yeah. No doubt. I mean, that's how they're going to spin it. But when people actually hear it, and if they're honest with themselves, they know what he's saying. Now, if Trump was a really... uh, a really good politician. Um, it doesn't mean uh, that uh, his policies are any different or, but it could have been said better. He could have said, Hey, if you show up for court and you do, and you follow the rule of law and maybe we can take a look at uh, some of these people and grant them some type of uh, citizenship or uh, a work visa, or um, we can, give them further consideration because they actually um, followed our laws, showed up to court when they were supposed to, and he would have sounded much, much more presidential. And But uh, with all that said, it doesn't mean Trump doesn't believe in what I just said. Exactly, yeah. Um, I thought... He overall he did a a really good job. Uh, also, I do think that Joe Biden did did well. From you know, he didn't sound crazy or anything had, like that. He had five days to prepare. I know. in his basement. But I my mean, point he is, did is, he nothing didn't else but prepare but for that. that. But my my thing is, is he didn't give anybody anything to say. You know, bad. I think it was good to see both of their different approaches. You know, and it it's hard for me to look at both of them and say this guy should, you know, Biden should win. But well, I, I thought they both handled themselves pretty well and offered out who they were. And I told you, you know, I think if you didn't know anything else about either one of these people, you know, if you didn't know that it was a fact about Biden and his son and China and Ukraine, which we do now know is a fact. But if you didn't know that and you didn't know how good, you know, and how well Trump ran his businesses and how he never colluded with Russia and how he did really great for the country. If you didn't know those two facts before going into this, you just knew one was Trump and one was Biden and they were debating. Um, and you listened to it, you would think, yeah, Trump's right. That guy does sound like he's feeding me a line of BS. He's a typical politician. And then you look at, and I would think about what I heard from Trump and say, Wow, that guy, yeah, he sounds rough around the edges, and uh, a lot of what he says bites, but that's generally when what the truth does. And I would step away and go, yeah, I think that Trump's genuine. Yes, he comes off much more genuine. Yeah, and then and Joe Biden sounds like a corrupt person. Well, he's had forty seven years of practice, and uh, let let's imagine Trump. Uh, um, having 47 years of, of experience. Um, how well would he, he, he speak to the American people? Would he have not messed up in uh, calling the 1% that show up to court uh, um, low IQ? Um, I, I doubt that he would make those types of political, we'll call it a political mistake. Um it would be really interesting to see how much more polished he would be of if that that he had a 47 year um, record um let me ask you this question which person wins 
with what has gone on over the last week. There's a lot of things to unpack. You have, first of all, Joe Biden staying in his basement for four or five days to prepare for um, the debate. Did he lose out because he's not drawing the crowds that Trump is? Trump is out every night, and he is um, talking to uh, crowds of 20, 30,000 people nightly that are showing up to hear his message. He's going into areas that um, he desperately needs the votes in that he that teeter-tottered uh, the last election. Um, does, did he take a, did, did he come in with an advantage? I, I think the tide over the last two weeks to three weeks has it's changed. Shifted. Yeah. Yes. And, and is it he getting out and being able to do his rallies again and communicating directly with the American people? Yeah. I mean, I think it's critical that he, he got over COVID as quickly as he did. And then simultaneously, he's able to try to deliver this newfound message about the Bidens at the same time. That's really like a stroke of luck because he's the one really, really pushing it. Yeah. I mean, imagine because the media and, and, and giant tech, big tech, they're squashing that story. It's like, it doesn't even exist. Well, Biden's getting protections and, um, many areas from the media and you got to ask yourself a question they said that the the, com, the computer and the uh, hard drive was um found um in 2019 uh why are we just now hearing about it and why hasn't um the the uh, fbi had a statement about um about the computer and its contents Exactly. I mean, not even, not any sort of substantive anything. Yeah. I mean, why, why now? I mean, I, I think that, uh, um, I believe that, uh, this information has been floating around, uh, in the deep swamp and, uh, has purposefully been held, uh, from the American people, uh, to, uh, give, Give Joe Biden uh, a leg up. Mm-hmm. Do you think that Joe Biden will win this election? Honestly, I, I um, the the raw vote count. I think Trump's got it won. Um, all indications are uh, that he's doing better than uh, 2016. Uh, what um, fear that I have is that uh, the uh, results of the election are going to be muddied. Um, if that's the case, uh, I think that our nation is going to be in total chaos. And um, uh, the Democrat Party is doing everything in their power to um, cause this situation. Um Voting on different days than the actual election, uh, I think we need some standards uh, to uh, bring about a fair election instead of one that is going to be in question. Um, one where um, there's a lot of distance between the voter and 
the where the result is going to be counted, um, uh, how a vote is going to travel through the mail, and it may or may not reach its location. Uh, that's concerning to everyone who uh, participates in an election. I, th- I think that um, we, we need some new standards. Uh, they uh, need to be uh, tougher. And um, people who are demanding them, they need to uh, hire a PR agent to properly uh, 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 tell the reasoning behind that. Um, it's not to um, take away a vote for, from a person. It, it's, it's not to deny someone that right. Um, it's so that uh, we can have a, an accurate count of um, who's voting for who, and we're confident in the end of the result. Um, no matter what side you're on, um, that, that gives us all some, um, some confidence in our system. Um, these 50 different ways to vote, uh, having a, a requesting a ballot, uh, having it sent to your home. Uh, there's just so many things that can go wrong. And I know we're in there where we're, we're, we're in a place where people have a lot of fear in them. Uh, but so you're, you're basically what you're telling me is you predict a Biden win. No, I, I, I don't think he's going to win. I, I really don't. He, even if there are some shenanigans out there, I, I think that uh, Trump's going to uh, win uh, fairly easily. With a big, huge turnout. Absolutely. I think, uh, you know, um, I think early voting uh, started uh, the other day at the courthouse and there was a line a mile long. Wow. I need to go down there. Show up on election day. Yeah, election day, I bet you that line will be... I don't. I don't think it's going to be any different than uh, it's it's been in uh, years past. I, I think that um, it's been my experience that there's times where I showed up after work and uh, the, the line was long, and everyone else was show uh, showing up after work. I think maybe we need to uh, have a, a national holiday um, that uh, we. we so the day after election day? Uh, no, the of election day. I was going to say, if the lines were so long, people were still waiting there the next day. No, I mean, uh, then you, instead of having uh, lunchtime and the lines being long at lunchtime or in the evenings um, or in early morning, um, that it's more spread out and people come at, the slower times so that the lines are right. longer. But could you imagine living somewhere with millions of people and trying to go like, cause you know, you always see the lines on the news at these more populated areas. I bet you this year they're going to be wait. I mean, they're going to be so many people in line. They say the turnout this the- year could be 41% and it's never been higher than like 31% of the voting population. And I think, can you imagine 10% more people? Yeah. I, I, me personally, I think that the lines that they show on uh, uh, the, the media is they're, they're it's perfect, purposeful. I mean, they, if you go into the typical, 
typical community, I don't think that you see lines that long. Uh, I think yeah, it's, I think the longest the, I've actually waited is 20 minutes. Yeah, 20, 30 minutes max. But, I mean, I've heard tell that there's Trump voters that it doesn't matter. I mean, a long line, that's nothing. They'd crawl over busted glass and <laughs> shards and... Well, well, we should. I mean, um, it's, you're practicing you know, your right. Yes. Um, um, whether it was a half a day, I mean, uh, it, it's an important day for our country, no matter what side you're on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be crazy. I yes. think. Um, yes, it is. Um, a, a lot of people are, uh, they're scared. Yeah. Um, they're scared of the prospect of uh, having uh, Trump in. They're scared of having the prospect of having Biden in. I, I feel that uh, um, one way or the other, if we're confident in our the results, I think that we'll get along fine. Uh, if we're not confident in those results, I think there's going to be total chaos. Yeah, it's critical to have a people agree on the outcome. I, I don't know. This seem it just seems like things could go really bad, and that's why I've got a bunch of water purifiers that I've started to put in my garage and uh, MREs, you know, meal ready to eat, and um, we got enough ramen noodles and beans and stuff to i figured to last for i think i might poke my head out of my door maybe after a year or two so <laughs> might be a little too much fear there <laughs> so um <laughs> so i think i hope you're joking yeah we're uh we're ready to hold hold up if things go crazy i i'm kidding i don't have that much i um I think that's a, a good um, a, a good point right there. I mean, uh, there there is a lot of fear in our society. Um, uh, what do you think that people how people fear Trump? I mean, we have him in office now. Um, I don't think much is going to change in how the the nations run. Um, he's um, He's uh, following the Constitution, in my opinion. Um, he's following the rule of law. I think he's uh, being beat over the head a little bit too much. I think that if uh, the left would uh, allow him to uh, do his job, maybe they um, can tame the tiger, you might say, and bring them, bring him their way uh, instead of this clubbing him over the head constantly. Oh, it's absurd, man hopefully what do you what do you think um i'm i hear in the news that i guess uh the left is fearing uh that um some of their policies or some of their past policies uh will be um tossed into the trash can you might say or tossed in the bin of history uh I think that uh, they're they're holding on uh, to uh, um, health care mm-hmm. uh, seems to be uh, one of their big fears that um, one of the legacies of their 
uh, the greatest one that has ever represented uh, the Democrat Party uh, is is uh, going to be tossed into that waste bin. Um, I think the fear of uh, the uh, Supreme Court overturning uh, Roe versus Wade. Um, but what what are some more fears of uh, that you see by the left of Trump having a second term? I think that they're they're uh, scared of taxes. How in the hell can you be fearful that you pay more taxes or less taxes and instead of more? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, um, it seems to me that it, uh, Trump's tax policy has uh, um, done wonders for our economy. It's uh, spurred on economic growth. Um, it's uh, enriched people's lives. Uh, there's what what is what is the average? Like I remember that people were really giving giving him crap, saying, "Oh yeah, these minimum wage earners or whatever, it's only an extra twenty dollars a paycheck or something." And then everybody got on him because they said, "Wow, you're really out of touch. That's a pretty significant amount of money." So if you're saying that's nothing, then you're really living in another universe. So I mean, it would be taking a considerable amount of money out of just you know hourly wage workers and middle-class people. I mean, it would be crushing. Well, well look where the, the typical uh, worker is now versus where they were, um, say, 10 years ago. Uh, the, uh, the typical worker, uh, um, the, the wage growth has gone up dramatically. Um, uh, so you have to factor that in. Um, there's a demand for labor. So uh, when you have a shortage of labor, the uh, the wages shoot up. Um, um, the the actual um, effect in a person's pocketbook of having more money um, by getting to keep more of the fruits of their labor labor um, is uh, is um, a huge benefit for the average person and uh i think last of all uh um um, his strategic um the emphasis on the growth of oil and uh, the oil and gas industry has benefited all of us we uh, have gas in our area as low as a dollar 80 um I think during the Obama administration, we were paying as much as $4 a gallon. Yeah. Oh, I remember that. That was awful. So, um, um, the, the, the cost, uh, uh, to produce products, uh, the, the, when you have lower energy cost, uh, that's one of their, uh, um, major expenses, um, in industry. Um, well, and when you throw morals out the window, what do you mean? Well, like just the country's morals. I don't know what you mean. I'll, I'll tell. I'll tell you in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, you know, I, I think there's a lot of fear. Uh, I um, 
I made a list of things that uh, I fear, um, and I, I'd just like to share them with you. Um, the, some of the things that scare me, the people that scare me are the ones that say I'm responsible for the failures, for their failures in life, singularly because of my color. Uh, the things that help me, um, uh, the people I'm scared of are the people who want to take others' property just because they are being told by their lead, the leaders of the left they have uh, a right to that property because of the, of the past or how they are being treated by the system. Uh, the people that scare me are the ones that say death to America. Um, the people that scare me are the ones that don't recognize the rule of law. The ones, the ones that the mob that that want mob rule after the law has uh, a finding they don't like. People who uh, want revenge. Uh, the people that scare me are the ones that want to ensure one party rule by changing our constitution or the traditions of government. The people that scare me are the ones that want to uh, take away our Bill of Rights. The people that scare me are the ones that want to abolish the police so they have a route to take property that does not belong to the ones that take it. The people that scare me are the ones that distort information to protect a political party or align themselves to gain favor instead of reporting the news objectively. I don't see the... (coughs) and don't see the error of their ways, the bringing of unchallenged power to those that are hungry for it. The people that scare me are the ones that want to deprive uh, children of an education of their choice instead of one that dumbs down students and indoctrinates because smart people are dangerous per Hitler. Remember? Yeah. Uh, The people that I'm scared of are the ones that want Uh, to take over local zoning for some communist utopia. The people that scare me are the ones that uh, want to take property or control business in the name of saving the the environment. Uh, And I can go on and on. Um, And these people are the ones that are in support of uh, Biden and that's why uh, I've positioned myself the way I have and believe that Trump is the only option. Uh, if you care about America and you care about our Constitution, uh, do you, you care about Americanism? Do you almost feel like it's light against dark? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yes, I mean. Um, uh, There's no other America to run to. No, I've said that a couple times. I mean, you know, we we fled our overlords in Britain to come to America, which I guess it could be argued, yes, there were people here, but it basically was uninhabited, right? Well, there ain't nowhere else on this globe to go. Our ideology, the thing that founded this country, it's gone when we're gone. Like when this idea of individual freedoms and being able to choose the things you want to do yourself and basically not being run by a massive state are over. Yes. That's it. This is it. It it is. 
a scary moment when um, we don't have a set of laws that control our government. Um, the Constitution is what restricts our government. It, it, it was written to actually um, keep government from expanding to, a, to, to infinity. Um, uh, it, it was written to uh, enumerate their powers, to list them, and this is what you have power over us uh, um, based on our Constitution. Um, so it, it, it is terribly scary that uh, there, there are people that uh, want to reject our Constitution, take away uh, our freedom of speech. You're seeing uh, an alignment of uh, the political elite and the industrial elite um, against the people. And um, Trump is the answer. Um, thank God for Trump uh, seeing that uh, um, there's uh, that we needed a person like him with his personality uh, so that uh, he has no fear of the political consequences. And um, I've said this many times to uh, many people. Uh, Trump is what most of us, or he says what most of us believe uh, in our hearts and that um, it's worth fighting for um, the, the vision of our forefathers and uh, what they wanted where they wanted this country to go. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's, I almost see God working his hand through Trump to try to save the last bits of humanity's freedom. I mean, if, if we, if we all slow, you know, if we lose our freedoms, we'll all be controlled by a massive government, global government. And anybody that's not some sort of elected politician is just going to be, uh, disregarded uh, what we're talking about now just takes me back to nazi germany uh every person that participated in it um i'm sure there's many people out there that have a good heart and they think that biden deep down in their soul is the answer but those people are going to be the ones that are going to look back and they're going to tell us that they were not a part of it and i see uh, the U.S. going down the same road as um, a place like Nazi Germany. Everyone's going to look back after it's all said and done, and they're going to say, oh, my Lord, um, that wasn't me. I was tricked somehow. Um, I was uh, um, brainwashed. Uh, um, yeah, I thought that it was bad at the time. Um, I was just fearful of uh, not standing up for what I believed in. Um, and that's what you get with one party rule. And that's your bottom dollar. This is what the Democrats want. One party rule. They've said it. Yeah. So, I mean, who would be our savior if we got into a position like that? There's no other country that would come through and say, Oh, we need to liberate them because they're all the same. Well, um, I think that uh, that would leave room for a movement, um, whether uh, it was uh, some ty type of uprising, possibly. I'm not sure. 
um, maybe we uh, cowered and um, move away like 30 million people did from Germany. They saw it coming. Um, maybe you uh, uh, conform. Um, those are your choices um, with one party rule. No matter if you're a Democrat or a Republican, independent, um, what your uh, uh, affiliation is, um, it should make us all nervous that we don't have um, a, a, a balanced system uh, of power. Uh, one party rule has never served any country in history well. Uh, it is uh, uh, people in a one-party system um, become drunken with power and uh, um, their whole system collapses with no foreign invaders. Lincoln told us that um, no foreign power will defeat us from the West. No foreign power, I'm uh, paraphrasing, no power will foreign power will take away America's freedom from the East. No foreign power from the North and no foreign power from the South will take uh, away our liberties. He said, if, if our liberties are ever taken away, it will be done from within. And uh, for those who know history well, uh, that's where we are. We're at that turning point right now. And I think we've been at that point for some time. Um, uh, with technology and uh, uh, the political elite and the industrial elite aligning themselves for uh, ultimate power um, over the people, restricting what they say, uh, Facebook and uh, um, and uh, Google and uh, Twitter. Have, so have, you you viewed that as uh, restricting free speech too. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't know how you couldn't, but there's mainstream media outlets out there that just said, oh, you know, private industry, they can kind of do what they want, and it's no big deal. Well, it, um, if, if you don't have some, um, it, the part that, uh, that bothers me is when an industry gets so large that they monopolize who can say what, that is a scary place for any country. Um, um, if, uh, if someone comes out and challenges what they say, um, they don't let them use the platform. They've, they've um, not disallowed certain information that uh, may be uh, bad for a certain party. It, it's, it's not like, good yeah, for it's like anyone. It's like 1964. I mean, I'm Joe Biden moment. I'm sorry. 1984. Correct. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's, it, I feel like it's exactly like that. Um, for us who speak out, um, I, I saw a, a segment on uh, Fox News uh, discussing the Truth and Reconciliation Act. If uh, um, Biden wins, anyone who came out against him, uh, they're going to go after uh, that is some scary. Th that that's that. That should be scary for anyone, yeah, no matter anyone. what pro, uh, pro party you're in. Um, 
Yeah. I mean, it is scary. Tony, we've been talking for a pretty good amount of time and my son, this is how they always seem to end. My son is trying to beat down the door. So um, let's wrap it up here and maybe we can have a segment two for this. Uh, we haven't finished out the debate. We kind of went down a rabbit hole and never, it never, never got back out. So are you cool with that? Y- yes. All right. Uh, I hope everybody enjoyed the conversation. Great being with you. You too. Little secret today.